Welcome to the Rush Hour. Your daily dose of pop culture and entertainment news for your Rush Hour ride. Work sucks, but your commute doesn't have to. Buckle up and enjoy the drive with your host, stand-up comedian and power recapper, Dave Neal. Good morning, everybody. Happy Monday. It's January 29th, 2024. I got all your pop culture in one place, including football, Taylor Swift, The Bachelor, and so much more. We're going to jump all into this. We'll have the royal family in it and a Mona Lisa that got quite messy over the weekend. All of your news, what I think is important, and then a little bit extra. We'll start with some Bachelor content. This is a story I'm not yet prepared to make a full video on, but I will be working on it today. Eh, you know, not, a, not a really serious one here, but Rachel Lindsay and Brian Abasolo have both, of course, uh, I should say uh, Brian Abasolo filed for divorce. We have yet to hear from Rachel Lindsay other than she says, when I'm ready to talk, I will. Well, a few days ago, Brian was seen walking uh, her dogs and people wondered what the hell might be going on here. And someone posted a comment. So he got the dogs and here's Brian Abasolo's response. No, copper was hers even before we met. We got brownie as a couple, but I would never separate them. Kids should never be used as leverage in a divorce, even for babies. Just enjoying the time left before I've got to leave. Going to miss their company. One day I'll go to a shelter to get one of my own. And then he used the prayer emoji. I got to tell you, that's very sad. I mean, a breakup sucks and all, but when you have to say goodbye to the dogs, I mean, these dogs don't know what's going on. Oh, you just kind of feel bad. Uh, you know, hey, it's kind of one of those sort of like uh, no, no one really has to be the bad guy there. Although, I mean, he did initiate the divorce, so he probably knew Going into it, he was going to be saying goodbye to those pups. All right, well, I'll have Taylor Swift in the news as far as uh, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs are concerned. We'll have a video to share with you guys in a second. But first, an article came out that said Taylor Swift could sway the 2024 election outcome, according to new poll. The music industry, the NFL, the U.S. economy, and now the White House, according to a new poll, Tay-Tay could sway voters in the 2024 presidential election. The poll conducted by Redfield and Wilson Strategy showed 18% of voters said they'd more likely or significantly likely vote for a candidate endorsed by Tay. Oh, how fascinating. But the data also showed 17% said they would be less likely to vote for a candidate if they were backed by Swift. Oh, wait, what? So 18% would be swayed by her and then 17 cent percent would not be swayed by her so it looks like she's got what a one percent pull first of all i i wouldn't judge somebody if they were pulled into voting because of her but i would judge somebody if they were pulled out of voting because of her like think for yourself you know i think the best thing that she or any celebrities can do is not try to endorse a specific candidate but try to get more people voting i think that's the real thing you know we live in a world where they gerrymander votes and try to make it so that a lot of people don't vote i think everyone should be able to vote i think it should be and, and again, if this sounds political to you, it's really not. I mean, it's it's not political at all. It's 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 a right we should all have. We should all. It should be very easy to vote. 
And we should be able to do it, um, I don't know, in a way where, again, I, you know, you could have an argument about, you know, maybe it's too early on a Monday to talk about electoral college and this and that. But yeah, I mean, I just think, I think people, if, if it could be easier to vote and people don't have to wait in lines in large cities and this and that, I, you know, I think, uh, you know, that they, you know, that it would just be better off for everyone. Let the, let the people choose who they want. Well, I'll tell you who Taylor Swift chose. We all know this, Travis Kelsey. And they are heading to the Super Bowl. Any Kansas City Chiefs fans out there? I got to say, I solely want the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl because of Taylor Swift. I've just enjoyed the media coverage all over her. Well, this, as I'm recording this, you guys might know, you guys might think I wake up at 4 a.m. to record these podcasts, but I actually usually record my morning podcast the evening before. So sorry there if you thought I was doing it in the morning. I'm not. Although the afternoon episode I do record and publish right on time. Uh, so the Kansas City Chiefs game is over. Uh, they're, they're going to the Super Bowl. But as I record this, the Detroit Lions are laying a whooping, I think 24 to 7 right now, um, on the, uh, who the hell are they playing? Uh, the 49ers. So it could be Eminem's Detroit Lions versus Taylor Swift's Kansas City Chiefs. Either way, there's this amazing video going around. I know you're not going to be able to see what I'm sharing, but there's a moment where Kelsey looks at the camera. This is after they won and everyone's celebrating, and Taylor Swift's uh, right next to him, and he's going to kiss her, but he's nervous because there's a camera nearby, and she says, I don't give a F. Have a listen. See if you can hear it. kiss and then they can okay you couldn't hear it uh, but uh, he goes hey babe and he shows i don't give a f and but she says the f word oh boy i can't you can't hear it but it was there you'll probably see it on twitter today it's already trending it's already got four hundred and thirteen thousand posts uh taylor swift has here oh boy i think i think she's just you know like i've said before people some people are burned out by her you know i i have some people close to my family that got, that that don't like her and i'm like what is there not to like she writes all of her own songs sure she comes from the maybe upper middle class like whatever you know nobody's nobody has a perfect uh, you know hero story here so yes she was provided the tools necessary to succeed sure she puts a little bit too much uh jet fuel into the ozone system there i understand that but it's like this is like the beatles and we own her she's a part of the u.s you know what i mean gosh i'm just jealous on my behalf of my patriots like tom brady you couldn't have scored taylor swift you had to give it away to the Kansas City Chiefs. She was just waiting there in plain sight. Well, I'll tell you what. I've got a dog kidnapping story, Mona Lisa, the UK, and a and a uh, in another problematic uh, rant on social media. I've got all that and more. It's all happening on this morning's Bachelor Rush Hour right after the break. Boy, how could I forget to mention that at the Detroit Lions game, it looks like we have Caitlin Bristow and Zach Clark. Very interesting stuff considering neither, you know, Zach Clark, I don't think is a Detroit Lions fan, right? I don't know why. I assume to be a Philadelphia Eagles fan. Either way, if you score tickets to the uh, NFC uh, championship, why not go sit in that press box with your uh, verified relationship? Will they be announcing it? Are they still flirting with the idea of are we for each other? I've got no clue, but I am very much like you fans out there 
anxious to see what goes down. And in other news, lots of dogs in the news here. Woman clings to speeding car after a French bulldog stolen. Anyone who loves their pet animal would do the same thing. A French bulldog was stolen right from under the owner's feet. She took matters into her own hands with the dog mom clinging to the hood of the thieves' speeding getaway car. Ali Zacharias was enjoying lunch at a Whole Foods in downtown L.A. with a French bulldog Onyx sitting by her feet under the table when a woman walked up and began calling for the dog. Turns out she was a dog napper and grabbed the leash and began walking away. Ali initially thought it was a simple case of mistaken identity and started calling out, excuse me, that's my dog. When the woman ignored her and continued walking away, Ali gave chase, but the woman jumped in a nearby getaway car that was lying in wait. Allie tried to enter the car, but it was packed with other people. They shoved Allie out of the and locked the doors. Allie stood in front of the vehicle and screamed for help. So anyway, they, uh, good, I mean, good for her for sticking up for herself there. And it looks like they got the dog back, I'm assuming. Wow. And that's not the craziest story of the weekend. Woman who thought to be missing was stuck 15 hours overnight up on a gondola at Heavenly Ski Resort. Now, Correct me if I'm wrong. Gondolas are usually closed, right? They're usually like a little clo- like a like a floating cabin in the sky uh, as opposed to a ski lift. I mean, this she would be dead if this was a ski lift. Monica Lasso was on a skiing trip with her friends Thursday when she was stranded on a gondola. And this is in South Lake Tahoe. Uh, She planned a skiing trip with her friends, and she never imagined she would spend 15 hours overnight hanging in the sky. The hours felt long as Lasso said she was fighting the cold by rubbing her hands and feet. Was it outside or not? Uh, I'm trying to understand this here. She said since it was getting late, she approached a worker who guided her to the gondola after she expressed she was too tired to continue down the hill. She got into the gondola at around 4.58 p.m., and then two minutes later, it stopped, leaving her alone and stranded. Her friends said they reported her missing. It wasn't until the gondola started working again Friday and went back down the mountain that Cruz realized she had been there overnight. She said, I felt very frustrated. I mean, yeah, holy cow. The resort said it's investigating how this could have happened. It's the first time they have responded to something like this in over 20 years. Well, it looks like somebody's going to be getting free ski lift tickets for life, if you ask me. All right, the Mona Lisa was splattered with pumpkin soup at the Louvre. Protesters in France tried to make a point with the Mona Lisa, throwing soup at the at the world-famous work of art, but thankfully it was protected under impenetrable glass. Too bad Clayton wasn't, you know... He would. He could have used some of that impenetrable glass to uh, prevent him from, uh, you know, swapping fluids. Okay, but speaking of fluids here, pumpkin soup. Really? It's not even pumpkin season. I could see if they threw the soup in the fall. Maybe it's like, oh, oh, uh, you know, someone. What a protest! But uh, come on, maybe like a. I don't know. Maybe French onion soup. I don't know. Either way, it's a 16th century portrait from Leonardo da Vinci. Have you heard of it? Uh, look, I, you know, I don't, I don't hate protesters doing what they want to do, but I always, I, I do, it, it, it is kind of like annoying to me when they say, uh, when they're maybe protesting for, you know, environmental reasons. And it's like, well, we can fix the environment and also keep Leonardo da Vinci's, um, you know, Mona Lisa. We can do both, but I do understand it generates hell of a lot of press. So I don't know how I feel about it. Here's something else that's generating press. Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. Burglars invade their Montecito hood, targeting safes and lavish estate. Oh, I love covering Meghan Markle, former co-worker of mine on the show, The Suits. Yeah, that's right, folks. I will name drop when I know a princess. Prince 
Harry and Meghan Markle may want to beef up security around their $15 million Montecito mansion after a series of break-ins at their neighbor's lavish homes. The couple traveled to Jamaica last Wednesday for the opening of the new Bob Marley biopic. An organized band of thieves burglarized an estate about five minutes from their royal compound, according to Daily Mail. The criminals were intent on stealing a safe containing cash and other valuables, but it was unclear what, if anything, was taken. Wait, hold on. Oh, okay, hold on. See, this is where they get you. Burglars invade their hood, so not their home. Okay, so, all right, this is, okay, come back at me when they get robbed. So, a home nearby, oh, boy, when I lived in East Los Angeles, I could have had a story every day of vandals doing things in my hood. All right, here's Farrah, oh, you know what, let's let's stick on the, um, let's stick on the Prince talk. I've got a little uh, clip here I'm going to share for you. Uh, it was floating around about Prince Harry. You know, I follow Prince Harry religiously. You know, we're about the same age. You know, he's the prince of a, uh, f- you know, another country. I'm kind of the prince of Bachelor Nation. I mean, you know, call it what you want, but we're featured in Time Magazine. I mean, bend the knee. Bend the knee to me. Okay. Anyway, a PR professional sees right through the biased UK media coverage of Harry and uh, Meghan's trip to Jamaica and calls out the hosts. Have a listen. Yes, well, joining us for more on this is the talent and PR manager, Jonathan Shallot. Thank you very much indeed for joining us on the show. Now, you're a talent and PR man, so you'll be used to uh, some of your clients perhaps making uh, silly decisions. Is this one in your view when it comes to Meghan and Harry? I like the way you set up the question by saying silly decision, which is kind of indicating your viewpoint already. I'm not sure it's a silly decision. This is a movie about one of the greatest reggae star ever. And Meghan has a black descent. And so she's been invited to the premiere and gone. I don't think one can criticise some with black heritage going to a, a, a movie about a great reggae star. But the, uh, the headlines that have come out of it though, uh, accusations that they appear insensitive, members of the royal family unwell, in hospital, going through surgery and the like, and there with a famous anti-monarchist. Is is there nothing there that you think might be problematic? Anti-monarchist, that's what they're calling. I think think a lot of people are anti-monarchists. Can you imagine if they called that anti-dictator? They're posing with anti-dictators. Oh, no. I think they're, they're, they're two separate issues. First of all, traveling when a member of their family is not well. Well, they already live in, in Los Angeles, so they're hardly, you know, if anything, they're going closer to their family from <laughs> further away if they go to Jamaica. I'm not sure. You know, it seems to me that both the King and, and the Princess of Wales have routine operations. They're not you know, life-threatening operations. And indeed, the Princess of Wales has had her operation. I'm not quite sure why you'd expect them not to travel when their family members aren't well. I mean, my parents haven't been well, and I've continued travelling. Jo- Jonathan, that, that, they're travelling and doing that to a place and to a Prime Minister who last year suggested that they would uh, leave the, the Commonwealth. And Good. Leave the Commonwealth. Join us over here, anti-Commonwealth podcaster. And, and remove themselves from links to the monarchy. It's not just the fact they're travelling when their family are ill. They're doing it at a time when, and schmoozing with people who have, uh, in some aspects, attacked the monarchy. Well, I, they- Boo-hoo. Oh, they attack them. What does the monarch do? 
What are they for? They they get taxpayer money to do what? Play cricket? I mean, what are they? What's going? Oh, they they run philanthropies. You know what? You know, I have enough enemies. I don't need the royal family uh, as one of them. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna let this guy do the dirty talking. You could the King Charles may say that's responsible. He went to the, the celebration of Barbados being independent from the UK and mm. flew over to Barbados as Barbados ended their time as part of the UK jurisdiction. Yes, well, joining us for more on this is the talent and PR manager. All right, so there it was. I don't know. I mean, I, am I, like, what's keeping, and again, I'm not, you know, I'm sure someone will comment that's like a British scholar, but like, what's keeping all of these colonies still with the UK? I mean, didn't they learn like a couple hundred years ago, you could just leave, you can redo your currency so it doesn't have the queen on it? I don't, is this blasphemy? Like, seriously, I mean, I'm going to get a one. I, I can't have an opinion without someone leaving me a one-star review. I'm sure I'm going to be pissing off, you know. Uh, uh, sorry, Prince William, if you're a big fan of Bachelor Rush Hour here. I just don't get it. But it must stink. It must stink to get criticized endlessly like that on a national level. I mean, I get annoyed when I get criticized on a micro level. So, I posted, uh, I posted yesterday or today. No, yes, sorry, yesterday. My new vlog, which has been showing, you know, the pregnancy uh, sort of world. I mean, it's a, it's a first time my wife has been pregnant, and it's the first time I'm having a baby, and all these wonderful things. And for the sake of our friends and family and people that care about us, we and for ourselves and for our baby, we wanted to document this journey, right? So I've got a vlog channel. It's monetized, but by the way, it made thirty four dollars this month. Vlogs take more time to edit than any other content I make, and I think I'm pretty damn good at it. But I got this comment from someone that made me laugh. Her name's Nicole. She said, won't exploit the child, and the last half dozen videos are about nothing but the pregnancy. Eek and ick. Dave and Tasha cashing in on their new cash cow. Great thing is pregnancy content isn't as popping as it was five or so years ago. So all this for what? Hey, Nicole, do me a favor. Every once in a while, we have to remind people sometimes, shut the fuck up. Who the fuck are you? You know what I mean? Already getting mad at me about pimping out my child when I've shared grainy black and white ultrasound images? Kick rocks. Why don't you go join the monarchy? Go over there. You know what I mean? I don't even know who this person is, but it just, it's a, I always laugh when I see comments like this. Like, what are you talking about? You know, I, it, it takes me about five hours to shoot and edit a vlog. Let's say I do an average of one a week. So that's 20 hours a month to make $34. I'm essentially working at about a dollar an hour after taxes. Oh, you're right. As far as exploiting goes, I must be pretty bad at this. All that, you know, speaking of kids on social, I'm going to have some more on this topic right after the break. Now, as far as will I show my kids face on social media versus not, I'm not exactly uh, you know, like a celebrity. I respect that like Becca Kufrin and and Thomas don't, but there's other people that do. And, you know, some, some families have, you know, it pays for their kids' college or maybe their first home or all these things. So I don't know where I stand on that. I think my wife and I kind of agree. If like, part of our kids' faces in a vlog, it'll be in the vlog, but we're not going to feature nor hide them. It's just going to be part of our life. 
you know? And it's like, why? And it's, that's not the problem. The problem are the predators, right? So Farah Abraham actually says kids on social media, not problematic, ban predators instead. I'm not even sure I agree with her. I haven't listened to this clip yet, but let's play, let's play it real quick and then we'll talk. I think Florida's law that they're trying to pass all the way to ban anyone younger than 16 year olds to not use social media. I feel like for myself, I have taken the time to let my daughter know about like tools, other people who are running these social platforms, have creators come together for safety to report people, all of those things. So social media has been a successful, helpful tool. And when we've noticed whether that's bullying, predatorship, um, just online criminal activity, we turn those things in and people have been removed, blocked, whatever may um, may be needed for those platforms and safety. But I do not feel that children need to basically be to blame for other adults and other predators or bullies not being held accountable. And I think a big issue in our justice system is penalizing the innocent and allowing criminal activity to go rampant. Now, the problem with social media, now, so I, I don't agree with her on everything she's saying, but I'll say this. When it comes to kids with social media, I not having any children and not knowing how hard it is to raise kids cannot fully understand this circumstance that's going on. But my plan is to not let our kid on social media for a very, very long time. And then when they are allowed on social media, it will be heavily guarded. Uh, the scroll time will be heavily, you know, I wouldn't let my kid you know, we're not going to let our kid eat a ton of sugar. Why would we let them have sugar for their eyes, which is what social media is, right? It just triggers this crazy obsessive thing. And I don't think parents fully understand that. So when they give their kid the tablet, I don't think they understand necessarily what's so bad about it. I don't know. I, I, I spent a good part of my childhood being bored. And that boredom I think helped access a side of my brain that was very creative because you can't create and consume at the same time. And my problem with social media, we call it social, but it's the most antisocial thing in the world, right? And I think most people use social media to sort of self-medicate and they're not really getting creative. It's sucking time away from them. Will I have a TikTok for my kid that we control? And I don't know. I don't know if there's a way where I can do it where I'm in control, but I will take away the aspect of social media that are harmful, that being the commenting with strangers, that being the nonstop perusal of other people's things and feeling less than because you see, you know, all of that is just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. We're not, it's non-negotiable. I want, I mean, I want a kid who, who wants to see, uh, and be in the moment and, and, and so often we can't even give, these kids, these gifts, because we don't even give that to ourselves. I mean, think about it. We don't always give it to ourselves, the gifts of being in the moment. We are just so, uh, you know, anchored down by our devices. And I will say this. The one thing I like about podcasting is I don't think podcasting is as bad as TikTok. I truly don't. I don't think it's as bad as Instagram reels. You put this episode on, I give it to you while you're gardening or, or doing laundry or whatever. It's a chance to kind of hang with a friend. It's not the same as that, that nonstop slot machine aspect that short form content gives. I don't know if that makes sense to you guys. I got a lot of other content I didn't get to this morning. We'll have to cover it this afternoon 
afternoon. Um, so we'll, we'll do that over there. Of course, today we'll have our um, uh, Bachelor preview for tonight's episode of The Bachelor. It looks like we will have a pre-show and after-show live stream. Um, I'm going to be coming to you now that I've got blazing fast internet, so I'll finally be able to get back on the live stream wagon, so go check that out. And I have to say, I wanted to give an update. Yes, on the, over the weekend, I gave, I gave the Patreon some crazy news regarding the Clayton Neckard paternity scandal. We had a whole bunch of new people join to get that news. I am not prepared to share it with you. I know this is a tease, but I will say this. I, I, I never try to give the Patreon content that I won't then make public. It's just sometimes I'm not ready to talk about it publicly. I haven't wrapped it up in a bow. I don't have a video prepared. But I will say this. The two pieces of information I shared over the weekend on Patreon immediately received an email to my lawyer from Jane Doe, which means not only can I not have a private membership, and again, I don't care that she's in the community. I've always acted as if she was. We knew Chase J. Jones joined the community October 19th. My guess is that's her. She just changed the email. I can't prove that yet, but I think um, I think all the signs point that that's her. And yeah, immediately fires off a manic uh, email to my lawyer, which by the way, she's not even supposed to be emailing him. She's supposed to to go through her counsel. Maybe they've already dropped her. I'm not too sure. But either way, expect on today's Patreon at patreon.com slash Dave Neal. Expect for us to have a response. I'll be back then and you'll see me this afternoon. As always, I'm Dave Neal and this was The Rush. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you didn't, don't. Join the free Facebook group, Dave Neal's Community. Got cash? Become a premium member at patreon.com slash Dave Neal. Link in the description below. And don't forget to follow Dave on Instagram at dneals for upcoming stand-up shows. See you tomorrow.